listener production. Are we ready? Oh, I was waiting for you. To, are we? Oh. Yeah, <laughs> we're ready. We're ready. <laughs> you look like you were still making adjustments. Yeah, I know. I was like, we're all sitting here waiting for each other. We're good. Can you tell <laughs> we've been doing this three years and we're award winners and 10 million downloads? It's got to be close to 11 by now. Surely. Surely. Been Surely. a big week. Uh, okay, well, oh, hello. Welcome. Uh, welcome <laughs> to Freaking News. Just the gist's other episode each week where I, Rosie Waterland, give my co-host, Jacob Stanley, just the gist of the breaking news headlines that I think are important for him to know from the week. Mm-hmm. What have you distilled it all down to for me this week? Oh, I've got, I've got a few... Um, Listen, it's uh, there's some interesting ones this week, mm-hmm. but I'm sort of regretting now not putting anything about politics on the list because as we were walking to the studio <laughs> and we got stopped by a whole bunch of people saying, oh, are you voting today? Here's some stuff about the Greens. Here's some stuff about Labor, blah, blah, blah. Jacob stopped dead in his tracks and went, do we have an election this week? <laughs> yes, we do. We do actually have the New South Wales state election. That's what it is, right? Yeah. Yeah. You knew about it, Lindsay? Of course. Yes, I think we all, we all know the things. No one told me. I knew this. <laughs> See, this is the problem where I tell you, I'm going to give you all the important news headlines, but because yeah. I'm deciding, I just tell you about new studies in farts and astronauts pooping in space, and I don't realise that you genuinely need me to tell you when important <sighs> things are <laughs> Yes. There is an election. This is how it's this I end weekend. Up in this yeah. Once upon a time, you used to text me important stuff like that. Oh, I can I can keep going. Maybe. I can do that. But I mean, we've got this forum. Yeah. I mean, maybe occasionally you could bring something, you know, pivotal. Sure. Well, what I need to do, what I usually do for elections, is um, just uh, message friend of the pod, Jamila Rizvi, mm. and say, you know, what I believe in, who, and this is my area. Who do I vote for? Mm. She just tells me mm. what to put on the form. Mm. Um, but I can't even vote because I haven't changed my th- enrolment over from Melbourne yet. <gasps> I know, I forgot. Should you be confessing that? Live well, on air? Can't you get fined? Hmm? I don't mm-hmm. think so because I'm not enrolled. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not enrolled. Mm-hmm. I think you get fined if you're enrolled and you don't vote. Mm-hmm. As far as they know, I still live in Melbourne. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would like to vote, though. I, I am really say, annoyed. I was going to say, if you've got a chance to do it. Yeah, like, I'm really annoyed that I forgot to yeah. change my address, my enrolment address. Like, we definitely should not be taking democracy for granted. No, um, no. Even though clearly I'm not <laughs> switched <laughs> well, into I've, it. I've given you a few days to think about it. Because mm. what is it? It's Saturday, and then you go and you get a sausage sizzle, and you, oh, well, you'd get a... No, I was going to say the bread. No, the sauce. No. No. You, you'll go and not eat anything <laughs> and mm. vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Have some um, democracy air. Um, democracy air. Yes, I go to one of those websites and it asks you a bunch of questions. And oh, then, and then it they tells tell you, you where you land. Who's the best person for you to vote for and tells you all your preferences and whatnot, which I know Jamila is. Jamila is that effectively website. Effectively that in a human form. <laughs> yes. Um, but <laughs> she's a busy lady. I won't burden her with the extra homework this oh, time I around. Do. <laughs> I do. She once, uh, when I was asking her to who who I should vote for in Melbourne, and she wrote back to me and said, "Oh, are you in um, what's it called? Ele- are you in such and such electorate?" Mm-hmm. And I said to Caleb, "Are we in such and such electorate?" And he's like, "No, we're in Albert Park." And so I wrote back Albert Park, and she, and just as I was thinking, she's going to be so impressed. I knew that. She wrote, "I'm so impressed you knew that." And I was like, "Oh, no, I asked." <laughs> <laughs> 
don't know the things. Um, okay. Oh, we did a song. <gasps> oh, I just did an extra dip and it threw me off. I know how many do's there are and I could tell I just did an extra one, even yeah. though you think it's random. It's quite precise. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. wait. Breaking news, breaking news. I got the scoop. I see X-ray, X-ray. Read all about it. I'm breaking news. It's coming down the wire. Okay. I'm going to say straight up. People keep sending me gossip about Justin Bieber and Hayley Bieber and Selena Gomez, and I don't know how to describe to you how much I don't care about the gossip (laughs) about them. I got interested in this story because of the crazy conspiracies around it, Mm. which I find really funny and fascinating and whatever. Mm. The gossip, not so much. What sort of gossip? Oh, just like... Oh, but look, you said he hates her and here's photos of them from the Vanity Fair party and there they look happy. Oh, no, but I heard that so-and-so is doing whatever. I was like, I don't care. Is it a ridiculous conspiracy theory? Yes, bring it on. Mm-hmm. If not, leave it. I'm, that's Others for TMZ. That yeah. Yeah. But there is one little tidbit that everyone's talking about that mm. maybe lends itself to the conspiracy theory. I don't know, but... Um, <laughs> I can't believe I'm in, I can't believe this is part of my like things in my brain at the moment. So um, apparently, Justin Bieber um, couldn't get U.S. citizenship because he has a criminal record from like I think when he pissed in the bucket. I don't know. Maybe he was speeding. You know when he went through that phase where he was being really bratty and getting in trouble all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he did the sorry song. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, I'm just now assuming he's Canadian. Yeah, he's I'm Canadian. I'm just now learning that. Oh yeah, Justin Bieber's okay. Canadian. And he uh, apparently, because of his criminal record, couldn't get U.S. citizenship. Um, a way he could live permanently in the U.S. was to be married <gasps> to a U.S. citizen. Green card. Oh. And that, um, like, time limit of how long you have, like, whether when his criminal conviction no longer counts or he's been married longer, I don't know, cut the, it cuts off in September. <gasps> so if he did marry her just to get in the country, find out in September when he's like, see you later, thanks so much. That's just, I don't know, that's what people are saying part of the conspiracy. I've got to tell you, in the last two (laughs) weeks, the only times I've cared about this stuff is when you've been talking about it. It's like my brain just Mm. completely forgets. So I still haven't even done my homework and watched the TikToks. Apologies. Oh, well, the ones you watched were, the couple you watched were pretty much it. That mm. she's really single white female, Selena Gomez. I do believe that is true. Mm. I think what is up for speculation now is whether or not he has figured that out and is scared of who he's living with in his house yeah. and yeah. what he's going to do next. Yeah. That's, Feel for you, bud. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> okay. I'm across. I can't believe I'm across it, but I am. <laughs> so that's <laughs> that. Um, okay. What's next? Oh, okay. Here's some breaking news that I forgot to share last week because I was still kind of coming down off the weird. I was so freaked out about doing the Jeanette McCurdy interview at the Opera House mm-hmm. and I was still a bit like, oh, what happened? Blah, blah, blah. Um, so I forgot to mention a couple of cute things that happened um, uh, backstage. <laughs> and one was that as we got, the two of us got mic'd up to go on and so we're standing there like in the wings while it, they're sort of like, we're, we're about 30 seconds from going on stage. Mm-hmm. And one of the crew members um, 
leaned across to Jeanette and went, chookers. And Jeanette <laughs> kind of like just smiled and nodded. And I was thinking, she doesn't know. And I, and I leaned across and I went, do you know what that means? Mm. And she went, no, I'm sorry. No, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, the thing Australians say, like break a leg or mm. good luck. or But she just looked, no one, they just said it to her and she was like, ah. And then I think because she was the big star backstage, people weren't talking to her. And I was mm. like, that was like Japanese to her. She didn't... <laughs> Well, it was to me the first time yeah. I heard it as well. You were with me. We were backstage at the Adelaide Fringe yeah, Festival yeah, yeah. and Randy Feltface, the puppeteer, <laughs> yes. said it as he was, as we were going on stage, I think he said it to us and you said it back to him. Yeah. I was like, when did Chukas. you develop a secret language with Chukas. the puppet man? Um, yeah. Chookers. It's like break a leg. If you're overseas, Very you're Aussie. now learning a bit about Aussie showbiz slang. Yeah. Um, so that was one little bit, but then this is the bit that I can't believe I forgot this last <laughs> <laughs> to tell you guys, this is just the just related. Mm-hmm. So I had been so scared. I was so stressed about it. Um, we came off stage and it had like gone quite well. I mm-hmm. feel like everyone was like, that was amazing, blah, blah, blah. Jeanette had to go. There was um, uh, some thing she had to go do for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. And she wanted me to come meet her in her dressing room. So I was just sort of sitting backstage waiting for that five minutes. And a crew member from backstage, I'm so sorry, I don't remember her name or what she was doing, but she was, like, important backstage. And she came up to me and she goes, that was just so great. Like, you were really listening and it was so well-researched and, like, I felt like, you know, you know, you had good questions, but you were also actually listening when she was talking. Like, she was just, like, being really complimentary. And she mm-hmm. goes, I just, there are some interviews where you can tell people have put in no effort. And then she goes, I swear to God, I mean, did you hear about that guy, the Australian guy who went to interview Adele and he had about her new album and he hadn't even listened to her album? Did you hear about that? And I just was like, yes, Yes, I I have heard about that. And she goes, you basically just did the opposite of that. And I nearly started crying and I just said to her, you don't understand how much that means oh. like means to me. I, I it's very hard for me to explain to you how much that specific thing you just said <laughs> is really lovely for me. <laughs> and I couldn't believe I was like <gasps> someone came up to me and said, You just for the first time I've ever done a big proper interview, I was petrified and someone came and wasn't I for the two weeks going, I just wanna do the Adele interview. Mm. I wanna do the Adele interview, mm. I'm gonna do it well. And she came up to me and said, you literally just did the opposite of the Adele interview. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. What I was a beautiful like, full you. circle moment. I know. Mm. I wish I remembered her name. It was, yeah, it was so funny. Um, a study came out last week that everyone was just like, get effed. The study said that, um, you know, on looking at the stats, the pandemic didn't really have much of an effect on mental health, actually. And so this headline got tweeted out by the BBC and basically everyone's reaction was exactly what you just did. (laughs) And so then everyone started... like quote-tweeting this tweet with things that prove that is absolutely not correct. So I'm going to read some of them to you now. Oh, a study has shown that uh, mental health wasn't that badly affected by um, the pandemic. And this woman wrote, I had a birthday party for the dishwasher. (laughs) Another one. 
I stayed up for 40 hours straight because I thought One Direction was going to get back together on July 23rd, 2020. (laughs) Here's another one. My roommates and I started a glass corner where we would throw and shatter our beer bottles after we finished them, but okay. (gasps) (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. No, wait. Oh, I made Dua Lipa in The Sims and locked her in a burning building because her new song annoyed me. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) I crocheted a roll of toilet paper. Yeah, we were all doing fine. I put googly eyes on everything around the house and tried to make a Zoom call between the main characters. Oh, but it's all in your head. Your mental health is But this study proves... Oh, here's a sad one. I did a pub crawl, had a beer in every room of my house for my 25th birthday. Oh, same. Um, (laughs) You didn't need a birthday. I created a shrine... To Ned Flanders. Ah! Is there a picture? <laughs> there is. <laughs> oh, wow. Mm, Neddy's got a good a hot bod. No kidding. Neddy's ripped. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was about to say they don't have the one of him in his ski suit, but there it is. There it is. Stupid Flanders butt. A stupid Flanders butt. Here's, a, um, here's some more. Oh, I started painting again and had a breakdown halfway through and gave Billy Connolly fried eggs for eyes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll share some of these on Insta. That's actually pretty crazy. It's a pretty good painting. Um... <laughs> At one point during lockdown, I stood on the beach in Animal Crossing and watched the sunset in real time and bawled my eyes out. Huh? Watched the sunset in a game. Oh, <laughs> Animal Crossing's... Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. We weren't doing well. This girl says, Girl, I gave a pair of broken jewellery pliers an earnest Christian funeral. It's literally just pliers and a candle and a flower. We were all losing our minds. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) What a beautiful tribute. What a beautiful tribute to some broken pliers. Broken pliers. I was just thinking last night, we are coming up on the three-year anniversary, aren't we? Yeah, of when we all were like, isn't this exciting and funny? And then it really wasn't. Yeah. Oh, and this, the funniest one that I love, I got divorced over Zoom. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. And also, um, I was in mental homes three times. Mm. Come on now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I lost, we all lost our minds. They were surveying the wrong people. They were surveying the wrong people. Mm. Truly. Mm. Oh, my God. Please <laughs> didn't have enough. Stop it. Um, I'm trying to think what I... Yeah, what did you... Did you do anything nuts? I mean, you've grown your hair like Jesus, but that's... We're out of the pandemic now and it's still... That's still a thing. Yeah. Um, I was one of the last to adopt the lockdown moustache. That's right. Um, Hung on to that for about a year, well after the lockdowns Mm. were complete. Um, I mean, I went a little bit the shining crazy while I was living in that treehouse. Oh, yeah, the treehouse. In tree the middle house. of the jungle up north. Yeah. And um, the only interaction I had any given day was with cassowaries. Cassowaries, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I didn't, like, <laughs> have weddings for any of them. No. Mm. Yeah, it was, they would, they would, weird times. Now they that were, we're 
we seem to be turning into talkback radio. Maybe um, listeners, you <laughs> yeah, might tell like us to send your us weird stuff. What was uh, your lowest point? What was your lowest point? <laughs> mm, that really showed how strong your mental health was, how resilient you were. Does it beat me checking into a mental home for the third time? Was it lower than that? Mm. <laughs> we Tell want us. to know. <laughs> Tell us in a funny Instagram message. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, this one. Oh, I love this one. So uh, Siobhan up in the office, she's like the executive producer of like listeners parenting content. Mm -hmm. And she has a podcast like about parenting stuff called Feed, Play, Love. And they were talking about this in the office while I was like working that because they had just talked about it on the podcast. (laughs) Listen to this. Mm -hmm. So a bunch of parents were freaking out that their kids, uh, when they like were changing their nappies, had whole grapes in their nappies because they were like, you're not allowed to give the kids whole grapes. You meant to quarter them in case it's a choking hazard. So how come I keep finding whole grapes in my kid's nappy? Like, am I giving my kid whole grapes? Sultanas? No, no. Sultanas. Yeah. When you <gasps> give a kid a sultana, it, it rehydrates <laughs> as it goes through. <laughs> and then you poop out a grape. Apparently, it's really <gasps> common. Reversing the circle of life. Yes. Wowzers. Honestly, that was a stab in the dark from me. Yeah. So if you like, you know, because obviously like, if you, I guess it would have to be one you didn't chew properly. Mm. So if a kid swallows a sultana, which is fine. Yeah, it, it like <laughs> rehydrates and comes out a grave. And so parents, they said on the podcast, Siobhan was talking to this doctor mm. on Feed, Play, Love, and she said... Um, yeah, no, you don't have to worry. That grape has just rehydrated as it's gone through the system, the pipes. And then you poop it out. Well, there you go. You've ticked this week's box when it comes to the poop story, the poop update. Oh, I've got another one, but... um, (laughs) Of course you do. But I want to try it. I'm going to swallow a sultana this week. (laughs) I want to see. Don't you? Let's try it. She's known for taking photos of her toilet bowl, Lindsay. Let's try it. We might be unwillingly sub- what's submitted. Um, I'm not going to show the... Pu- <laughs> I show you photo. I'm not showing everyone. Yeah, it's probably a form of harassment if you show it to Lindsay. Oh, yeah. Um, well, you- but I want to try it. But my only thing is, because I've had weight loss surgery, um, things... I don't have as much bowel as other people. Mm. And so things go through me a lot faster. So there might not be enough time mm. for it to rehydrate into a grape, which is why I also need you to be part of the study because <laughs> you've got a regular amount. And you're quite tall, so I feel like it would take a while, no? <laughs> Does it go like that? I've got extra inches yeah. all over the place. More time. Is that how it works? I don't know. <laughs> quite probably. Oh, the thing my brain went to straight away that I really don't like about myself. Have you ever heard of civet coffee? No. It's where they feed coffee beans to these African cats yeah. and they digest them and then they poop them out and then they collect up the beans. Yeah. And then, like, because of the experience they've had going through the digestive tract, yeah. they then can make a coffee from those beans that's, like, sterilized. Yeah. But apparently really, like, smooth, takes out all... Bitterness. Oh, so it's kind of like so you're using intention. them to filter it. Yes. So, yeah, pre-digested 
coffee and my brain just went straight to, I wonder if you could turn those grapes into wine. Like a really, <laughs> like a, the best wine anyone's ever tasted. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to, no, we're going to do this. Make the wine. No, we're each going to swallow a sultana, you psycho. And just see what happens. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> I don't need a photo. You can just tell me. Mm-hmm. I'll believe you. Mm-hmm. I just want to know if it, if it could happen. My uncle was a geologist. Mm. And one time when he went out on a dig somewhere, he found a diamond. Yeah. And he swallowed it because that was the best way to keep it safe, make sure oh. he didn't lose it on his way back to civilization. Okay, sure. I mean, I don't know, but uh, keep going. Mm. Yeah. Had to spend the next few days really thoroughly sifting through everything that came out of him because he didn't want to lose that diamond. See, was that the easiest way then? Mm. <laughs> like what? We all make choices in this life. And that was one he like- made. Wasn't it like jagged? It could have like cut your bum. Probably. And then you'd end up where I ended up. Mm. Oh, yikes. Mm. Well, did, did he get a lot, a lot of money for it? Yeah. I want, So that means there's someone out there who doesn't know that their engagement ring is a poop diamond. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't know. There'd be more than one. Well, that's sure. what I, so a lot of women have a poop diamond. Mm. Mm. Oh, mm. wow. That's funny. <laughs> Next time you see someone who's got one, like, stuck in their tooth, you know, when they get them, like, put in as little bedazzling on the toothy pegs. It's a poop diamond. Maybe. Could be a poop diamond. Mm. Um, I love how you just said, oh, yeah, he, you know, he just swallowed it because that's the easy, like, you said it, like, it was so matter of I mean, he explained (laughs) it. That was, like, practice for all of them when they were out in the field. Like, if you found something that was really, really precious and small enough that you could swallow it. That's Is it to avoid losing it or to avoid Both. theft? Both. Both, yeah. right. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Because if over there in the areas where he was, it could be quite dangerous. And if you got mugged yeah. and they found something like that on you, they'd probably kill you because that'd but be easiest. But then if they knew what everyone was doing, wouldn't they just like <laughs> mug you and hold you like, and wait for you to shit and they'd do it? Oh, I was thinking kill you and then slice you open. Oh. Mm. You're a psycho. Where have we I landed? Was like, I'll let them, I'll just wait for them to poo. I don't know. This How is did a dr- we get- I told you that because there these this was like an interesting kind of tidbit breaking news. It sent us in some weird directions. Okay. Oh, getting into blood Here's diamonds, poop diamonds. Another poop fart-based one. Oh, good. So this comes from Liv on Instagram, sent this to me. And I'm loving, guys, so many of you are sending me cool stuff to tell Jacob in breaking news, <laughs> like interesting stories, cool facts, whatever. Send them to me. I'm loving it. So live on Instagram. Thank you for sending this. Did you know that dog farts don't make a sound? Mm-hmm. Mm. Really? Yeah. How come? What? I will tell you why right now. So dog farts don't make a sound for two reasons. Shh. One Their sphincters are horizontal and ours are vertical. Mm. And because ours are vertical, they have to be tighter because there's more chance for like accidents, gravity-based accidents Mm -hmm. of things falling out. But when it's horizontal, there's not as much risk of like stuff that's sitting there just just like flopping out to the floor because it's horizontal. So their sphincters aren't as tight as ours need to be. (laughs) So part of... A fart noise comes from the sphincter being kind of tight and the air going through, right? Mm. But then the other reason is because they don't have butt cheeks. And the butt cheeks are what kind of makes the fart noise because the air goes through and it goes... Ah. Yeah. Huh. 
What do you know? (laughs) Who's the scientist who dedicated their life to figuring that out? Well, see, I already knew this because, well, I knew that butt cheeks are the reasons reason farts make a sound. Because Mm. remember when I was dating that guy in uni who um, said that women shouldn't fart and Mm. the one time I did fart in front of him, he got up and washed his hands. It was really bizarre. (laughs) And so then after that, I was too scared to fart around him, but I'm a big farter. Mm. And so I would wait until he fell asleep and I figured out that if I reached back in the nighttime in bed and spread my butt cheeks apart, it would just come out like this. (sighs) (laughs) And so I would do that and then keep it locked under the doona. (laughs) <laughs> and then one night it, it, it opened and he, it hit him in the face and it was, it was a whole to-do. And mm. we're not together anymore. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so if you spread your butt cheeks apart, your fart will be silent. Oh, yeah, we, we all know that trick. Yeah. Is that what dogs ones sound like? I'm sure of it. I think they must yeah, just kind of go... Just a whisper. Mm. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This wasn't even on my list, but this just reminded me the most humiliating thing happened to me. Speaking of farts that should be silent... Mm. So um, I have been using my, um, I have uh, Apple iPod uh, pods, like earbuds, right? Mm. I had the regular ones, but then I had lost one of my super pro fancy ones. Mm. And then my sister lost her other one. So then we put them together and Mm. I had two pros again. So I just started using my AirPod Pro buds that are like uber crazy noise cancelling, right? (laughs) And... Because I had been used to the ones that aren't so noise cancelling and I could like hear things around, I keep forgetting that when these new ones are in, I literally cannot hear out like outside of my head, like Uh outside of my ears. And I was in the supermarket last week walking around and I knew I needed to fart and just kind of in my head, like just didn't even compute. It was almost like, Oh, I I didn't hear that. So that was silent. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And so I was like, oh, okay. And so then I was like, oh, I've got another one coming. Oh, well, good. It's a quiet one. So I farted again. And then this guy next to me went, (gasps) (gasps) (laughs) looked at me in like utter disgust. Because I guess I had literally just let rip a huge fart right in front of the butter. And he's standing right there and I just did it with zero shit. Like, I just did it because in my mind, I couldn't hear it. Like, the, I couldn't. It was so, and I, and he was like, Ugh, and I was like, Ugh, and I just quickly walked off. <laughs> That's horrendous, humiliating. Yes, but not the worst thing you've done in a supermarket. Oh, that's true. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> he got off lightly. Read the anti-cool girl. It's all in there. Um, yeah, so I could, it was, be careful, guys. When you've got noise-canceling headphones in, remember that your farts make noise. <laughs> <laughs> they should come with a warning on yeah. the label. <laughs> remember that your farts make noise. <laughs> it was just a real disconnect. There was some, like, cognitive dissonance. Just something about me not being able to hear. My brain just didn't think that my fart was making a sound. Like, it was Mm. very odd. Mm. And it was only seeing his face that made my brain go, oh, whoops. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. Oh, this is a fun one. Also sent in from a listener. Remember a jissener? Remember how we put the call out when... I said that I thought the reason gravity worked is because the world spun a thousand times a second. Mm. 
And I had never even considered that wasn't true because I've just thought it since I was a kid. Mm. So we said, what are some things you thought were true as a kid that you never thought about again until you're an adult mm. and you suddenly realize that's the dumbest thing I've ever thought. Mm. So this girl Louise sent in a great one that I'm going to read to you right now. <laughs> hey, Rosie, a few weeks ago you were talking about how someone told you years ago, gravity, blah, blah, blah. I'm guilty of telling my daughter something ridiculous that she 100% believed. We live in Kiama, New South Wales, and the claim to fame here is the blowhole, a big hole that ocean water shoots up from, like, through the rocks when mm -hmm. the waves are high. Have you been mm -hmm. there? It's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah, got family really in Kiama, cool. yeah. Anyway, when she was little, she wanted me to take her there, and I told her it wasn't working because they had switched it off that day, like there was a switch on the side to turn it on and off, I guess because she just couldn't mm. be bothered taking her. Fast forward 10 years, she's in year 12. <laughs> she calls me from school saying that none of her friends believe her that the blowhole the blow has a switch and can I please explain to them. <laughs> I couldn't believe that she still believed me and she was really pissed off. <laughs> Love having you back and sounding happy and well. Thank you, Louise. <laughs> Jordan thought it had a switch. <gasps> That's very, very cute. I it's like that amazing. one. amazing. It's a good one. On that vein. Yeah. One of our very good friends, dear Myra, um, mm. she is intentionally gaslighting her kids. <gasps> she and her husband are in cahoots with this. She's got the whole family in on it. Yeah. In their household, they only pronounce microwave, microwave. Microwave, <laughs> like Nigella. <Yeah. laughs> Stop it. Yes. This Myra, is the only if you're reason listening to have kids. And Sadie is in the car. I hope you skipped that already. Um, yeah, because I don't want to wreck this for yes. you because her goal is that her kids, currently four and one and a half, make it all the way to adulthood <gasps> before they <laughs> get called out by someone Microwave. Microwave. So that's tickled me that for is a while now. Amazing. And yeah. truly. Mm. The only reason to have kids is so you can mess with them in funny ways. Totally, yes. And then capitalize on it in some capacity. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God, that is so funny. Mm. Myra's so funny. The other one yeah. that really resonated with me, someone sent me through one saying yeah. that until they were in their late teens, yeah. they thought test tube babies yeah. were actually grown in test tubes. And so they would fertilize an egg in a test tube and then as the baby, the fetus, would continue to grow, they'd just move it from bigger test tube to bigger test tube oh. to beaker. <laughs> I was about to die because I was like, they're not. But you mean the actual yes. pregnancy yes. takes place in glass vessels. Like the Matrix. Yeah. I thought the same thing. You did not. I did. Jacob William Stanley. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until I got to university that I found out that... <laughs> University? I honestly thought they'd come up with some way to like to grow babies outside of a human just based on probably like a comic in Mad Magazine or yeah, something. Yeah, something nuts. Just implanted the idea in my brain and, then and that became my version of the truth. Test you, baby. That's what that meant to you. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Mm, mm, that shifted my view of reality, and I'd forgotten about that until this wonderful this Disney, one. whose name I forgot to write down, <gasps> sent me in a message saying she'd done the same thing. So <laughs> I mean, she found out when she was 17. I'm pretty sure I was pushing 20. Oh, dear. <laughs> Whoopsie. Mm. I mean, look, it's not like you know a lot about female anatomy, yeah. systems, bodies, any of As that. As if it was so, ever going to be relevant to me. Exactly. Mm. What do you need to know for? Mm. 
you mentioning microwaves, mm. microwave, microwave, microwave. Caleb told me this thing, and he truly believes it to be true. And I think it's dumb, but now I'm scared that it's not. Mm. So I went to open the microwave when there was like, I don't know, like a second left or whatever. And he's like, don't do that. I was like, what do you mean? And he got like, Mm. and he said, you can't open it. The reason they have the beeps at the end, it goes beep, 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 like it beeps a few times, Mm -hmm. is because that is the time for like the dangerous radiation to not be there anymore and then it's safe to open the door. So it's a warning noise, like when a truck reverses. (gasps) Caleb's like, you can't. And I I said, well, what about like when it's over, um, like halfway through the beeps? He's like, no, you have to wait until the beeps are completely done and then it is safe to open the microwave door. And I was like, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Mm. I do not think that is true. But ever since he said it, now I do wait for the beeps to be over in case the radiation gets me. <gasps> or the mi- or the microwaves or yeah, whatever they are. The microwaves. Have you Googled it to check if it's true? No. Oh. Is it? Is it? No. They wouldn't let, if it was that dangerous, they wouldn't let us have them, would they? I... Mm. I haven't touched a microwave for about 20 years. I can't imagine you've ever touched one. I... If I didn't touch a microwave my entire childhood, I wouldn't have eaten. Have I? Yes, I have. But I have never owned one. So, yeah, yeah. since I moved out of home, no, I don't think I've I've touched one. But prior to that, I think I was, like, one of those people that would... Mum would tell me not to stare into it. Oh, yes, okay. I was, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely there were times where I would, like, just watch the food go round and yeah, round. Yeah, yeah, Hoping it would go faster, <laughs> I guess. Um, and she was concerned about that. She was like, just stay away from stay it when away. it's turned on. Well, because they are microwaves. <laughs> mm. Waves of what? Radiation? I don't know. Mm. Nuclear something? Is it a mini Chernobyl in the house? One time I woke up and yeah. um, I was like very, very young. Yeah. And... Mum was like, have a look in the microwave. And I opened it up and there was a baby duckling in there. And mum had rescued it because its mother had abandoned it. We used to get ducks like laying eggs in our front yard all the time when we lived on an island. But why was it in the microwave? Because she'd found it and she needed to like get us up, get us showered, get us ready for school. And she was like, where can I put the duckling (laughs) that it's not going to run away and accidentally get squashed by something? the microwave. But at the time I asked her, why did you put it in here? And she said to keep it warm. And so then again, I spent years of my life thinking that she just like zapped it a little bit. (laughs) No, but I was going to say like if Caleb's like thought on how it works is correct, it would be safe in there because Mm. it's it's not beep. It's past the beep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay. It went on to live a very full life. Sure. With superpowers. Um, uh, Yeah. (laughs) Went on to live a full life, and it was an ex an ex man duck. It was a mutant. Mm. Um, I guess if you are a gisner who knows about microwaves, microwaves, let us know. Mm. Is that true? Do, will I? Will am I going to grow a sixth toe because I never wait for the beep? This might be another one for Matt Agnew. He might know this, yeah, mm. Doctor Maddie. Um, and that's kind of it, except for Recos. We've got a big record. We sure do. Oh, we've got such a good record. This is important. We went last night to the uh, Sydney premiere of this new documentary that's out 
called The Last Tourist. Mm. And it's all about... Um, uh, how tourism and tradition, like uh, the place tourism has ended up uh, is really exploitative of the countries that it goes to and like mm. ruins the local environments and no profits go to local people or local economies and basically how like the tourism industry has become quite toxic and awful mm. and, and, how, and how we can do it better. Yep. It does a really good job of helping you understand the different steps that mm. happened in terms of borders opening after the Cold War and then the expansion of the middle class. And it really helps you understand how we got here and then goes into why it's so bad yeah. and then uses a few different case studies of animals being exploited, mm. economies being destroyed, um, people being exploited in terrible ways. Yeah, so that was the crazy bit. The craziest part of the documentary to me that I, I was shocked by was, so they they did do a really a deep dive into um, like the animals and like people who ride the elephants and mm. how they're all just getting like beaten with hooks. It's awful, awful, mm. awful. But that was something that I kind of assumed, like I thought that was an yeah. exploitative thing that happened. Um, they talk about, the concept of volunteerism, mm. so where people go to volunteer in places, and particularly what's become really popular is volunteering at orphanages in mm. places like Cambodia and um, Vietnam, and like I couldn't believe. So people go, and you can just go into these orphanages, and you can teach the kids. You can like pay to live there for a while. You can um, hang out with them, like give them affection, because where else are they going to get it? And mm. everyone's like, it's actually great, you know, because like. If people want to do this and the orphanages are there, then, like, why not? They're paying, so they're helping. Mm. The kids are getting some attention. What's so wrong with it? Uh, what they tell you is, oh, my God, they interview all these experts and stuff. Those orphanages only exist because they've realised that it's a massive money-making mm. exercise. So you're not helping it's not that like, oh, the orphanage is going to be there anyway, so mm. we might as well go and pay and help and do whatever. The orphanage wasn't going to be there anyway. These kids are getting like sold into this mm. because people know it's it's basically an industry yep. is opening up these orphanages that volunteers will come and pay lots of money mm. to take selfies with little kids. Yep. <gasps> Heartbreaking. I couldn't believe that. Yeah, parents giving their kids away. Yeah. It's a real eye-opener. It's a massive eye-opener. And that's why we say this is a really important documentary. Yeah. Um, because for you, listeners, and probably people in your lives, this is something that's really, really important to be aware of. And we should make it really clear, it ends on quite an optimistic note yeah. by giving you some um, guidelines for how you can be a really responsible Tourist. tourist and how the way you choose to travel can have a positive impact on local communities and mm. the local environment and the economy there rather than um, exploiting and yeah. destroying. Yeah. Um, so we were really lucky that we got to see it in a cinema because mm. it is visually spectacular when they're it showing is. different locations around the world. And I will say as well, it's not 
It's not insufferably preachy. At all. It is not like, oh, if you go to this beach, you're terrible Mm. and don't go to this place in Thailand and don't go over there and do that. Like, it's not preachy at all. It's actually just really freaking fascinating and interesting Mm. learning about how tourism kind of exploded to the point where it's become really harmful in a lot of ways. But then what's also really interesting is like, we don't have to stop traveling and being tourists here are really cool ways to, like, um, do it better. Do it ethically, do it yeah. responsibly. Like, it's not... I I can't handle overly sincere, preachy, mm. like, documentaries. This isn't like that. Not this is all. actually, like, really fascinating. Mm. Um, yeah, and really well done. Yeah. We well, got to see it in the cinema last night, but it's on um, Amazon Prime... Google, Google. Google, apparently it's coming out on Apple yeah. iTunes as well. I don't think Apple TV. Yeah, Microsoft, um, apparently you can watch videos through and um, Google, you can watch. You know we'll put links. If Yeah, we'll put links, but also if you Google it, it will just come up where you can watch it. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's certainly so worth checking out. interesting. I couldn't believe the, um, the cruise ship that has a racetrack on it, a, a go-kart yeah. racetrack. Yeah. That is a cruise to Alaska, some of the most stunning scenery and wildlife that you could be watching over the side of the boat and people are choosing instead to spend their time Going around on go-kart on the thing. The cruises were the most nutso one where these huge cruise ships go to these beautiful places but they want all the money to stay on the ship and go back to the ship. So it doesn't really be, it basically becomes about not really going to an incredible place and having a new experience. It's basically just like you're in a hotel that could be anywhere mm. because it's you never leave the ship. And when you do leave the ship, they have made all these dodgy deals with people in the local places you're going so that they have like a deal with a couple of shops or whatever that when people go and buy stuff off the cruise ship, the cruise ship gets 50% of that sale. Mm. And they tell everyone on the cruise ship, don't go to any other place. Mm. Like, it's so... So all these... Like, you could be going around seeing beautiful new places and helping the economy of those beautiful new places, but instead all the money's just going to, like, XYZ Cruise Corporation. Like, Mm. it's nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, definitely watch. Yes. The um, Last Tourist. Yeah, we won't give away any more of the... um, the content in there, there's so much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, get into that. Mm-hmm. And then once you've watched that, season two of Yellow Jackets is coming on Friday. <laughs> Friday the 24th. Oh my God, I'm dying for this. And Succession on the 26th. Oh, it's a big week. And, oh, yes. So good. Yeah. Mm. Exciting. Um, if you haven't heard me rant and rave about Yellow Jackets he loves before, it. it is the most invested I've ever been in a TV really? show. It's so well written, so well performed. It's just so clever and like... It's I, been so fun to watch Jacob get into TV fandom in a way that is very new to him mm. but not to other people. Like when you were watching Yellow Jackets for the like when it first came out last year, you were saying things to me like, did you know that there's Reddit threads you can go to yeah. and people talk about what's going on in people the show? People do podcast recaps of TV yeah. shows like this. People have theories about what's going on and there's places you can go and read about them. I'm like, yes, welcome to television. <laughs> what do you think I do with 90% of my time? Um, yeah, it's mm. a really good show. Yeah. 
Um, and they've made these incredible additions to the cast mm. this time around. Lauren Ambrose. Uh-huh. There's an Aussie girl whose name I keep forgetting. I think it's oh. Siobhan something. Oh, no. she. Oh, um, there's the redhead girls, Australian. The girl who got attacked by the bear or the wolf or whatever. Van? No, she's played by Lauren Ambrose. No, no, no. The one who got her face got eaten. That's Van. Yeah, but the young one. Oh, oh, she's an Aussie. Yeah, she's from ah, Brisbane. There you go. Yeah. Oh, she's iconic. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really thrilled that they're introducing adult Van. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be so good. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I have one other record. Oh, two. Uh, a show called Shrinking. It's really mm. good. Have you watched it? Mm. It's amazing. Um, we're only, Caleb and I are like halfway through, but it's really good. Harrison Ford. Oh. Chef's kiss, so funny. Okay, the other day I did a guest spot on a podcast called Dude Cinema. Yeah. Um, with these two fantastic girls, Alex and Beck, mm. and they watch all the movies that dudes tell them they have to watch yeah. because they're the best movies ever, and then they sort of pick them apart. Yeah. And they have a real bee in their bonnet when it comes to Harrison Ford. Oh, really? They really dislike him. And I told them they need to watch Shrinking because yeah. it's going to change their perspective. He's because very this likeable. is where he lets the cracks show uh-huh. and, you know, lets a bit of vulnerability bleed through. Yeah. yeah he does he's, such a great job. But he's also just got such brilliant comedic timing. Mm. He's so funny. Mm. And I was saying to Caleb, like, isn't he like nearly 90? He's like 85 or something. Mm. And look at this amazing, funny work he's doing. Yeah. I hope I'm still doing cool stuff like that when I'm in my 80s. Like, yeah. it's He's good. Jason Siegel's good. It's a very good funny show. It's about, we should probably give it a little bit of a... Oh, yeah. It's about a um, psychiatrist uh, whose wife dies. And so then um, he's sort of looking after his daughter and he starts deciding, you know what, the way I've been doing psychiatry, because he's going through grief and crazy times in his head, he decides that the way he's been doing psychiatry isn't working, so he decides to go throw the rule book out the window and go rogue mm. and just start treating his patients in really unconventional ways by just, like, telling them to their face what they're doing wrong and all kinds of things. And Harrison Ford is the older psychiatrist at the office that he works with. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Great ensemble cast. Really, really enjoy it. Um, and my other really, really quick one is I went to Osher Ginsburg, um, is doing these live comedy shows this, it's it was so funny. He's got this new concept called um, uh, NTNNNNNNN National Tonight News something 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 something. It's basically a satirical news show, and um, he uh, does uh, reads like a live news bulletin from stage, and then each for each headline he throws to a reporter on the ground like. Uh, and I've got, you know, Rosie Waterland on the ground talking to eyewitness whoever. And then he throws to that and a bunch of really talented improvisers come in mm-hmm. and just improv funny new scenes. Mm-hmm. And it is so hilarious. Just I was crying laughing the whole time because these improv kids are so good um, and the stuff they come up with on the spot is, like, so genius. And I know a lot of people probably wouldn't go to watch improv theatre. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, it's quite a niche thing. So I think if you've been interested in, like, ever seeing an improv show, this is a really cool kind of gateway into it because mm-hmm. it's not totally improv. It's, mm-hmm. like, just improv bits in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, he's taking it to the Melbourne Comedy Festival. It'll also be at the Sydney Comedy Festival. I definitely get tickets if you mm-hmm. see it. It's very funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I want to see it next time. It's in Sydney. Yeah, it was really good. And Sylvia Jeffries, uh, every week they have like a 
actual news reporter, like a, a serious one, mm-hmm. um, to come on and do a little funny guest spot at the end by being the weather presenter. Mm-hmm. And Sylvia Jeffries did it this night and she was so good. Who is she? Uh, she's a Channel 9 uh, like news presenter. Uh-huh. Like, I think she presents um, the Today Show, like the morning show mm-hmm. after the morning, you know. Mm-hmm. She's she's there. She's okay. doing lots of things. Um, yeah, it was. She was very funny. So I'd be interested to see what other, like, sort of famous news people they get to come in and be, put them out of their comfort zone, do something mm-hmm. silly rather than just serious news. Because she handled it really well. Yeah, oh, cute. Yeah, it was good. Hey. Um, and that was a slightly unhinged breaking <laughs> news. <laughs> uh, Season. Good luck. Um, <laughs> may the best person win. The election? <laughs> oh, yeah, that one. Uh, Have fun of the polling boots. It's that white guy and that other white guy. Yeah. <laughs> Who, Who will, will it win? be? <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Um.